welcome to the Journey to Holland, where we share our experiences and what we have learned from others about our journey of having and raising a child with Down syndrome. The goal of the show is to help educate people on Down syndrome, provide resources for parents and family, and encourage and strengthen families uh, with kids that have Down syndrome. So in our first episode, uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about what the goal is for this show and where we're kind of going with it. Um, we just want to basically document kind of where we're at in our journey here. Uh, we are currently actually on day two, and we'll talk more about what's going on in future episodes with us exactly, but know that I'm here at the hospital, actually at the Ronald McDonald house here in Loma Linda uh, recording this, and yeah, uh, we're just going to work on going through what we know and help everyone else to learn um, from what we have learned from other people and hopefully pass it along to uh, to more people. So if you know someone who is struggling with this, just got a diagnosis, please make sure to share this with them and so we can learn on this journey together. So to start off with, we kind of wanted to give an introduction into you know what Down syndrome actually is uh, because a lot of people, like I didn't know exactly what it was when we first found out our kid actually had it. So basically, a normal baby is born with a total of 46 chromosomes, right? Um, you have 23 chromosomes from mama and 23 from dad. Well, babies with Down syndrome will have an extra copy of one of these chromosomes, uh, it's namely chromosome 21. And Down syndrome, uh, because of that, is also referred to as uh, trisomy 21, meaning three uh, chromosome 21s. Now, what a lot of people didn't know, and I didn't know this either, is that there's actually a few different kinds of Down syndrome. Basically, the uh, first one is what we mentioned earlier, and that's trisomy 21. About 95% of people with Down syndrome have trisomy 21. Uh, with this type of Down syndrome, basically each cell in the body has uh, three separate copies of chromosome 21 instead of the usual two. This is what you typically hear of in normal Down syndrome. <clears throat> The second type uh, is called actually translocation Down syndrome, and this type accounts for just a small percentage of people with Down syndrome, about like 3% or so, and this occurs when an extra part or a whole extra chromosome 21 is present, but it's attached or translocated to a different chromosome rather than being a separate altogether chromosome 21. And then you get your third type of Down syndrome or something called mosaic Down syndrome. This affects an even smaller group of people, only about 2% of uh, people diagnosed with Down syndrome. Mosaic, as you know, means like kind of like a mixture or combination, and for children with mosaic Down syndrome, some of their cells have three copies of chromosome 21, but other cells have the typical two copies. So you only get parts and pieces of their body that are affected uh, with Down syndrome or where you see it. Now, children with uh, mosaic Down syndrome uh, may have some of the same features as children with Down syndrome. However, they may have fewer um, features of the condition due to the presence of some uh, or many cells with a typical or a normal number of chromosomes. So next, we'll talk about how you find out that you have, or that your kid rather, has Down syndrome. You're going to have two basic types of tests, whether that's a screening test or a diagnostic test. Um, your first uh, screening test, or the real big one, is something called an NIPT. And this basically involves taking a blood sample from mother, and then you uh, the lab basically analyzes it and can try and pick out uh, DNA that came from the baby, is the best way I understand it. And so they can kind of see, hey, are there indications for that third chromosome of uh, the 21st chromosome indicating Down syndrome? 
The problem is this isn't perfect, uh, but what I understand they actually do is they take into account a lot of different factors that may be affecting the child, like whether they have a heart condition or whether the mother is old, and we'll talk about that in a second, and they kind of come up with a accuracy percentage to see how accurate that particular test for that particular mother is. After that uh, screening test, you have a choice of some of the other diagnostic tests. These are the ones that are going to officially diagnose your child with Down syndrome. Uh, They're usually performed after that positive screening test to confirm it. Uh, There are basically three types, but mainly you probably heard of only one. Um, And so the first one is a chorionic villus sampling, or CVS, and that actually examines material from the placenta. So they'll take um, a big, long needle and get a sample of the placenta and analyze that for the DNA of Down syndrome. The second one is called percutaneous umbilical blood sampling, where they examine blood from the umbilical cord. And same thing, take the blood and examine it. The third is the definitely the most popular one, which you've probably heard of, and that's called an amniocentesis, where they get a large needle and they uh, insert it into the um, amniotic sac where you get amniotic fluid. And what they end up doing is taking cells in that fluid that are actually skin cells that have kind of fluffed off of the baby and into that amniotic fluid, and they can get the DNA of the baby off of those skin cells and evaluate if you know the baby has Down syndrome from that. So you may have gotten a screening test or a diagnostic test, and now you're worried, um, did I actually cause this? I mean, fathers, probably less than mothers thinking this, but I know that mothers will tend to find an opportunity here to try and blame themselves. But let me take this first and say, this is not your fault. You did absolutely nothing to cause this. It wasn't that extra cup of coffee, wasn't that extra Coca-Cola, or maybe even that glass of wine before you knew you were pregnant. That has nothing to do with Down syndrome. You did not cause it, so you can stop blaming yourself, um, and uh, and you can move on. Uh, the, the real big factor, the only real big thing that is documented that can affect Down syndrome or not is age. And uh, basically, women who are 35 years or older, when they become pregnant, are more than likely to have a pregnancy affected by Down syndrome than women who are becoming pregnant uh, at a younger age. However, um, the majority of babies with Down syndrome are actually born to mothers less than 35 years old. And that's simply due to the fact that there are more babies being born that young. So now you've had the screening test, you've had the diagnostic test, and your baby is born, and you're wondering... Does my baby actually have Down syndrome? And you're trying to look at some of the physical features of what to expect from your baby. Well, um, so some of the common physical features with Down syndrome include a a flattened face, especially like the bridge of the nose. Um, One of the ones that we noticed with our daughter first, almost immediately upon birth, were the almond-shaped eyes that kind of slant up. That's a big key. Uh, You can have a short neck, small ears, a tongue that tends to stick out of the mouth. They can even have tiny white spots in their iris or the colored part of their eye. Uh, Then other ones outside of facial features are they can have small hands and feet. They can have a single line across the palm of their hand. Uh, They might have small pinky fingers that sometimes curve towards the thumb. Um, And then typically another big one is poor muscle tone or loose joints. And they can also tend to be a lot shorter as children and especially as adults. Now, um, in, in similar fashion, we actually found out our kid had Down syndrome after we found out she had a heart condition. So that leads into the next point that I wanted to make here is that when your kid has Down syndrome, they're probably going to have some other issues. Um, And honestly, to us, those other issues are definitely more worrisome 
than the actual Down syndrome. The Down syndrome, we yes, we had our you know time with it, our emotional time. And we'll talk about kind of you know things that you should expect or feelings you should expect, but know that those feelings are okay no matter what they are. It's okay to have feelings, <laughs> even guys. But uh, we found out that our kid had a heart condition, which is actually very common in children with Down syndrome. And the uh, the big one that you're going to find with that is something called an AV canal. And uh, we'll talk more about that in a later episode in depth, but basically it means there's a couple of holes in your heart and two valves are actually one. It's a genetic malformation that happens very early on in pregnancy. Um, some of the other ones you're going to have or health problems are uh, hearing loss. That can definitely happen really easily. Um, when they get older, especially, they might have obstructive sleep apnea. Um, they're commonly... Uh, they commonly have ear infections and some other eye diseases. Uh, the other thing that can happen, and especially happened with us, is because the children's placenta also has Down syndrome, right? Because it's part of the baby. Uh, the placenta can actually almost grow faster and age faster than it should, is the best way to describe it. And so what you see towards the end of pregnancy, especially in the middle of your third trimester, um, you'll start to see the placenta not working as well as it should. And so... Um, Things like decreased blood flow to the baby, um, amniotic fluid is the amount is lowering, um, and basically it's going to cause a cascading amount of things and health issues going wrong with your child that you're going to have to get fixed. So, um, if you get diagnosed, you're sorry if your kid gets diagnosed with um, Down syndrome or they have the AV canal, you're going to have frequent visits to the doctor. I know um, we found out about week 28 or so about the Down syndrome with the NIPT. And we had about weekly meetings, ultrasounds, stress tests. And then after week 30, I want to say, they were twice a week. So Mondays and Thursdays, we had ultrasounds and stress tests just to check the function of the baby and make sure everything was going smoothly. Um, and then eventually that may caused the baby to come early, which is what happened to us. And we'll talk more about our situation later, but, um, though you will expect a ton more doctor's appointments. You'll meet with a lot of doctors and, uh, have a lot of appointments. So just expect to be busy, uh, when you do get this diagnosis and it's awesome though, meeting some of these doctors are super knowledgeable, super helpful, and super caring. And we have been super lucky here. Um, especially Loma Linda is a perfect hospital for this because they have a pediatric cardiology unit. They have a really good NICU so they can take really good care of the kids. But um, that's basically an overview of kind of what to expect, what Down syndrome is, and go from there. Um, I should say with any of these, if you guys have any questions um, or anything, please feel free to let us know. Um, we'll be getting up a uh, forum and all sorts of stuff here in the next few episodes, and we'll put it on there. But I uh, just wanted to say that this is kind of a show for everyone here so we can all learn and grow together. Uh, in future episodes, we're going to have other parents on with Down syndrome to kind of learn uh, from their experiences to see how um, things went for them and kind of kind of learn from them, not only for me, because I'm still starting this whole journey, but also uh, to help you guys as you're going through this journey yourselves. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. A short episode today, um, but we will definitely be back with you guys soon and uh, trying to talk more uh, about this journey uh, through Down syndrome uh, and everything else like that. So um, also, if you haven't figured out the name, Journey to Holland uh, comes from, uh, I think it's a, like a poem or a saying uh, that was written um, called Welcome to Holland. Uh, 
So if you are going through this yourself and you haven't read that, uh, you should uh, read that and read that, what's behind that. And we'll might cover that in a future episode, but that should be uh, encouraging for you. So anywho, thanks guys for joining us on this first episode of uh, Journey to Holland. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing from you guys and uh, helping everyone else through this journey themselves. Bye.